The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twi'leks, Wookiees, Jawas, and yes, even all you trans-doshans, this is an inclusive podcast. We don't forget about you guys. To another edition of the New Force Order. Podcast, we're Star Wars Podcast. And if you've not realized that by now, there is definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, when the smoke settles and the dust clears, the bottom line is because I said so, quote the raven, nevermore, you have no hope. Now, Doc, please tell them when they have no hope. What can they not do? If they didn't know by now, please just stop watching the show. You can't build a rebellion. Exactly. Why, Doc? Because rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to reintroduce myself. No, my name is not Hove. H to the OV. I'm just the greatest pro wrestler in the world, aka GGP. Greek god Papadon, multi time champion in a galaxy far, far away. I am the current heavyweight champion in three different promotions at the same time Ronin, Immortal Championship Wrestling, and Alpha Championship Wrestling. I am bringing the Alpha and Omega inevitable tour all over this planet. 
This Saturday on the 25th of September, I'll be at NYWC defending my championships. I just had two title defenses in the past weekend where I squashed my opponents like a grape. This past weekend at Immortal, I overcame the Man of Steel. And then on Sunday... Oh, wait, you pinned Verna clean? On Sunday, I beat... <laughs> Sounds no like sp- some nefarious schemes that happened there. Listen, there's no nefarious shenanigans going on here. When you're the Alpha and Omega, it's always done correctly. Anyhow, Sunday, I beat two individuals. Brad Benson and Christian Nunez, two up-and-comers. I hope they bought you dinner first. <laughs> I wish. Anyhow, I'm also a Star Wars aficionado. Allow me to introduce my other compadres, mi amigos, my side pieces, if you will. First and foremost, it's the Sith ghost in the room, all the way from Mexico, hiding from the IRS, because no, he doesn't keep $600 in his bank account, and from all his baby's mamas and mama payments. It is the great one. Hit him with a hey yo and introduce yourself, sir. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy. Your boy Spiro. Last, but certainly not least, because he's number one in your hearts and number one with your insurance carrier. He is the doctor of Thundernomics, the man who steals your girl, but loves to get all over her face, neck, and chest when he steals your thunder. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than two would be, more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder. And the man who has become the very thing that I swore to destroy. Padme's ass. Dr. Destroyo. Alex Ryan. You're Padme's ass? I'll take it. Uh, is that because you are what you eat? That's right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a little bit of a different show this week. We have... So much news to cover. A lot of stuff has dropped, and it's only the beginning of the week, believe it or not. Well, first, I'm going to start off with three words. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Dude, that's what I was going to name the ep- this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Good. We didn't even talk about that. That's great. Good, good, good. What am I talking about? Good. Good. Anakin, good. Kill him. Kill him, Kill him now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him now. Do it. Uh, I'm not talking about Marsha Brady. I'm talking about Marsha Lucas. Who is Marsha Lucas, you may ask? That is George Lucas's ex wife. Who's also a big shot Hollywood editor who saved Star Wars OT, the original trilogy, 
She has resurfaced recently. Like, like ex-wives tend to do. Oh, you ain't kidding. In a newly released biography about film producer Howard Kazanjian, Howard Kazanjian, a producer's life, George Lucas's ex-wife slash film, film editor, Marsha Lucas, who worked as an editor on all three films in the Star Wars OT, had the privilege of writing the foreword. Additionally, some of her comments about the prequel trilogy came from a story deeper in the book. Having worked on the old tree, on the old T, excuse me, Lucas, Marsha Lucas, praised her ex-husband, calling him a, a good guy and a talented filmmaker. However, she then expressed that upon her first viewing of The Phantom Menace, she cried tears of sadness with a tear in her eye. I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. She cried. This is what she stated. George is in his heart and soul a good guy and a talented filmmaker. I wish he would have kept directing and in parentheses other kinds of movies. But when I went to see episode one, I had a friend who worked at ILM who took me as a guest to a preview. I remember going out to the parking lot, sitting in my car and crying. I cried. <laughs> the decorated film editor known for working on the likes of Taxi Driver, Star Wars, the original trilogy, didn't think it was very good. I cried because I didn't think it was very good. And I thought he had such a rich vein to mind. Oh, he never had a rich vein to mind. A rich palette to tell stories. He had all those characters. Lucas then voiced her frustration with the facet of the Phantom Menace that many fans still have a problem with to this day. The fact that Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, looked like he was six years old. And that the ca character Padme, Anakin later marries, sorry Doc, looked like she was 20 years old. And I thought this was weird. I thought it was weird that the story was about this little boy who looked like he was six years old. But then later on, he's supposed to get to the, get with this princess who looked like she was 20 years old. She then went on further by criticizing the casting as well as the eye candy CGI. There were things I didn't like about the casting and things I didn't like about the story and things I didn't like. It was a lot of eye candy, CG. She also gave a highly vocal and detailed criticism of the sequel trilogy in the same novel. Disney's culmination of the Skywalker saga has split the fan base in a, divis a divisive way, as the prequel similarly did when they first released. Now, this goes into the second article, which talks about the sequel trilogies. This chick hit a grand slam this week with all the coverage she got. Oh, yeah. All the YouTubers out there, all the media outlets have been talking about this nonstop, like a bunch of washwomen. Goosh, and, goosh, 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 goosh. And they're giving their takes on it, too. We're not giving you our takes yet. So let me elaborate what she said about Disney Star Wars. 
Marshall Lucas, the editor of the OT Star Wars movie, slams the Disney era films. As well as Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams. Marshall Lucas, who served as an editor in the original Star Wars films, uh, was interviewed for J.W. Rinsler's recently published book about Howard Kazanjian, A Producer's Life. And in her conversation with the late author, she did not hold back on her feelings regarding the Disney movies. This is what she said. I like Kathleen. Fuck your Charlotte Murphy. <laughs> I like Kathleen. I always liked her. She was full of beans. <laughs> she was really smart. <laughs> she was really bright. Really wonderful woman. And I liked her husband, Frank. Hey, Frank. I liked them a lot. Now that she's running... I like, I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now that she's running Lucasfilm and making movies, it seems to me that Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it. And J.J. is writing these stories. When I saw the movie where they killed Han Solo, I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely, positively. There was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought... You don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? They have... How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? They have Luke disintegrate. They kill Han Solo. They kill Luke Skywalker. They don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. And they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience. So now their main character is this female who supposedly has... Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got said Jedi powers or who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Just terrible. Awful. You could quote me. J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, talk to me. Suck my dick. Yeah, talk to me. So that's a mouthful. Yeah, she did not pull any punches. I think someone's pissed off that she didn't get any of that $4.2 billion in the divorce. Man, so? man, she lit everybody on fire on the way out. Holy shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Scarface quit his job. Still waiting on that heifer, Julio. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. That was basically what that was. So my question to you, Doc, is obviously you stated what you feel. To me, this is just what a lot of people have been saying. She's just part of a certain group of fans. Well, now, whether you like or hate the, tr the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogies or the OT trilogy, you're entitled to your opinion. So whatever. But the fact that she's so closely connected to George Lucas is what makes this the story it's, that it is or that yes. has it become. And my question to you, Doc, is this. How many times did Spiro rub one out to this story as he was reading it? Well, she said some nice things about Kathleen Kennedy. It wasn't she said a, a ton Wrong of Wrong answer, because like Spiro doesn't read the articles. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. She's full of beans. I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. I don't know. Maybe she was banging some busboys. Who knows? Anyway. What, because they're Mexican? Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was, ah, ah. 
That was a triple layer joke, everybody. I'm glad I had to explain that all to you. I only got it because I had no Papa Don. That's all. So anyway, she she uh she went right for the fucking jugular. I mean, it was literally no no pulling punches, no filter, no filter. Said that you know the the uh, the prequels sucked, and she cried when she watched them. That's bad. Somebody cries when you watch something. That's terrible. Um, yeah, she uh did not care. And seems to um, be totally fine with that. But um, she, like we talked about before in the past, you know, she was the glue that held together that Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy. She was the one who edited George's masterpiece, which was, from what we know, kind of all over the place and not where it needed to be. And she's the one who kind of held it together, as typical wives do. So, you know, I think there's some credence into this. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of weight behind this because gravitas, if you will, because of who she is and how she's, like you said, how she's related to the legacy. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting that she would, you know, clearly she had nothing to do with the, uh, with the prequels because I think they were on the outs at that point already, right? They were divorced or something because yep, she said Jedi, she, 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 didn't, she didn't even get a, an invite. She had, she had to go with somebody else. She was probably stupid on the side. Um, so it's interesting that, that, you know, he even locked his ex-wife out. Um, but I, I get why she cried. She probably cried because she realized George was, again, riding the fuck away all the way to the bank. And she wasn't seeing any of that dough. So so two things. One, I agree with you. Two, this is an uh, I heard today. People saying this is why George is so hung up on the special editions, because the special editions have nothing to do with her. And uh, I think it's more egotistical that he he likes the special editions because it's more of his uh, baby than her baby. You know how everyone said that she saved the OT trilogy. Yep. So there there could be some some merit to that statement. I just it's just speculation and sexual Nintendos for what it's worth. But I want to move along here because I want to ask you something, Doc. Tell me. You're wearing glasses right now. I am. But but. but do you feel that you need to put on some shades because Star Wars future is so bright? What are your thoughts on the future of Star Wars? I think I think we haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg yet. I think we have so much more to see, so much more to go. And that leads into the segue of what you McGregor said, right? Am I there? Nope. Oh, fuck. All right. Keep it going. Go. Okay. Uh First off, I got a joke to tell you about an iceberg, but I don't know if I should tell you the joke right now. I'll tell you off screen. Does it involve um, uh, two ethnic ethnic races talking about? Yes. Okay, I've heard it before. Okay. So, this is the, the article's headline. The Mandalorian was nothing in quotation marks compared to what's next with Star Wars. All right, although we don't know many details about the upcoming Mandoverse spin-off series, which Mandalorian showrunner John Favreau has billed as the Mandalorian season 2.5, except that Bib Fortuna is dead, and we're stepping into Tatooine Underworld, seemingly controlled to be a vengeance-filled fet. Showrunner Robert Rodriguez recently promised his episode, Chapter 14, The Tragedy, from season two of The Mandalorian was nothing compared to what's coming next in the Star Wars galaxy. And this is what he says. Yeah, I can't say anything about the sw- 
about that. Sworn to silence. I can't say I'm working on it. And I can tell you it's going to blow your mind. I don't know who your mind is, but lucky for him. Uh, You saw him arrive in my episode of The Mandalorian. That was nothing. That was nothing. I can talk. uh, I can talk it up all I want because I know it's going to deliver. It's going to over deliver in August. Rodriguez also promised the show would over deliver, seemingly incredibly confident that the fan base will love whatever is coming down the pipeline ahead of Mandalorian season three. Who's getting ahead? Mandalorian season three, three and Ahsoka in 2022. Now, he, they quote him saying, Robert Rodriguez, that is, I can't say anything about it at all right now, but it's coming out in December. Wait until you see what's coming. It's going to blow your mind. That's all I can say. I can talk it up all I want because I know it over delivers. It way over delivers. People are going to be so pumped when they see it. Now, I know we touched base on this before in the past briefly about what Robert Rodriguez said. I just wanted to bring it back into the limelight because news dropped today. November 13th is November. Is it November 12th or November 13th? I think the 13th. For what? Disney Plus Day. They're going to have a Disney Plus meeting. And on that on that day, they're going to have, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, a get-together like they did for like uh, Investor's Day for Disney. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they stated what they're going to show that day um, regarding Marvel, regarding Star Wars, um, regarding what's going to happen on Disney+. Plus. So... From what I understand, and oh, I'm sorry, it is the 12th, November 12th. Special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett. A special. A special on the origins and the legacy of Boba Fett, which leads me to believe that we may even get the goddamn trailer that day. What do you think? Uh, I, th- I think that makes the most sense. I mean, if it's November, that's a month away from December, so... Uh, if they wait that long, uh, yeah. Do you think it'll be gone to November? I'll be gone to November. If you like. Okay. Nothing for White Clef, John? Thank you. Zero. All right. Um, What's he he done in the last 10 years? Lauren Hill. Um. Yeah, boldly. Speaking about Mandalorian, the Mandalorian star, a Mandalorian star, lands a huge Netflix role. But do you think it might delay season three? Now, this was a little bit of a clickbait article. The end result is they don't think it's going to delay the Netflix, uh, the Mandalorian season three. Listen, these guys got to work, you know? And if John Carlos Esposito needs some dough to pay off, uh, you know, whatever gambling debt that he has, then you know what? Let the dude fucking work already. Come on. You think it's gambling debt? Who the hell knows? Look at oh, the guy. Sounded good. Um. Well, way to bury the lead. I was going to throw it to you so you can guess who it was, but you kind of just whipped it all out and shot your load real quick. It's what nothing, I do, buddy. It's what nothing, I do. <laughs> nothing new here. <laughs> it's what I do. It's but, what I do. Well, listen, you are absolutely right. John Carlo Esposito, your abuela's favorite actor, told the Hollywood Reporter, um, the streamer Netflix has ordered the thriller called Jigsaw to a series. Tracking the planning execution of a massive heist for decades before uh, to a year after it happened. Giancarlo Esposito 
Paz High Vega and Rufus Sewell head the cast for the eight-episode drama created by Eric Garcia, a.k.a. Matchstick Men and Repo Men. Jigsaw will tell the story of a non-linear fashion, although it won't be a choose-your-own-adventure interactive show a la Black Mirror's Bandersnatch or Unbreakable's Kimmy Schmidt's Kimmy vs. the Reverend. Instead, sources say viewers will be able to choose in which order they watch the episodes leading up to the finale that wraps up the story. Now, the reason why it was a little bit clickbait because after the after all that hyping up this fucking series, they're like, well, you know, he's not in every episode, and he's only been in for uh, you know a couple of minutes here, a couple yeah. of minutes there. Yep. So we don't think it's going to delay. Yeah, so we may not miss him. Exactly. So it was a big fucking pile of horseshit. But I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention that what's better than than uh, Jean Carlo Esposito? More Jean Carlo Esposito. That's right. Um, he he was all over the place this weekend. You know, he was, was te- yeah, because uh, he was he teased a lot of his comeback yeah, as Moff Gideon in season three, as well as he should. I mean, listen, the guy's going to be in the show, which we know he's probably going to be in the show. Um, he should uh, he should be hyping this shit up. Don't give any spoilers, clearly, but you know, let's make this happen. Yeah, we know they they fin- they finished filming. Um, not so why season not- three yet. Why not? Well, the Book of Boba. So why not hype it up? Well, he just had a chat with Variety on the red carpet for the Creative Arts Emmys. And uh, he teased his menacing return to the franchise. And uh, he says, I have to imagine you would, Esposito teased, when asked if we'll be seeing him in the next season of The Mandalorian. I can't speak for them, but I know I have a desire. I think we need to see Moff to continue the story and continue the pressure that and the edge that someone with on this the, day <laughs> the big brain that Moff has thinks about. So I could almost guarantee it, but you know, there's never a guarantee. But you know, you'll see me, baby. Come on. I mean, the That's... fact that I'm here tonight and in the position I am to be nominated for Moff Gideon, I just. I thank John Favreau and I thank Dave Filoni and thank Disney and Kathleen Kennedy for producing. This show, though, is taking people by storm because there's so much to love. You can check out the interview below. Producer Man, play the clip now. So let's talk Mandalorian. Are we going to see you back next season? Uh, I have to imagine you would. I can't speak for them, but I know I have desire. Um, and I think we need to see Moff to continue the story and to continue the pressure that and the edge that um, someone with the big brain that Moff has thinks about. So I could almost guarantee it, but, you know, there's there's never a guarantee. But, you know, you'll see me, baby. Come on. I mean, the fact that I'm here tonight, the fact that I'm here tonight and and in the position I am to be nominated for Moff Gideon, I, I, I just I thank John Favreau and I thank... Dave Filoni and I thank Disney and um, Kathleen Kennedy for producing. It, it's just like th- this show, though, um, it's taking people by storm because there's so much to love. At the end of the last year, Esposito made it clear he wanted to play the character again and again and talked about bringing the villain to life while speaking to StarWars.com. And this is what he said, Doc. I've been a very big fan of the early Star Wars movies and the world in which they exist. I've always fascinated by, by Darth Vader. I thought that inside that very, very hardcore exterior could be a human being that had the ability to bring some light to our space odyssey and our galaxy, he continued. 
Holy fucking horseshit. I was strongly affected by Peter Cushing, who also played a moth many, many years ago, and tried to do some research because I knew the fans knew a whole lot more than I did about Star Wars. So, what do you think? Good on you, kid. I mean, he, he, this is what we need in Star Wars. We need people who are going to respect the property and are going to do their research and are going to be concerned about what the fans feel about their character and how they're portraying them. Because you know what that does? That actually gives somebody the motivation to do better and to make the character their own and to also make the character fit into the universe because you're caring about the fans. So he's just the guy to do this. I mean, we talked about in the past about him as the big baddie in, in uh, Breaking Bad when he was um, Gustavo Fring, who was one of the greatest TV bad bad guys of all time because he was the nicest guy, donating to charity, helping the police, but then would slice your throat with a box cutter. He was the man. And when we first heard that he was going to get casted in this role, I was super excited. I know you were excited because we knew we were getting somebody who has chops and who understands um, how to be a bad guy and also understands the craft of acting. So good on you, kid. Uh, I'm excited to see him again. Um, I would love a little backstory about him as well, too, because we really never got that. We, you know, he just showed up, had the dark saber. I think we need to explore where he got it from, where he came from, how he became who he is, and also who he answers to, which I think we probably, in, the, in our heart of hearts, know who he answers to. Who does number two answer to? Who does number two work for? Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You show that turd who's boss. Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> I said, who does number two work for? Who does the answer to? It was a joke. I got you. I, sorry, I lost my connection for a second. That's why. Gotcha. Well, listen, my one of my crushes, Katie Sackoff, I know you don't find her very attractive, but she recently did an interview uh, as well, hyping up season three. She teased that Pocatan had unfinished business. No shit. But doesn't know what that may or may not be. That is so far above my pay grade, and you just don't know, she said. I'm just excited to see what they come up with. Now, Bo-Katan first appeared in The Clone Wars. She was voiced by Katie Sackhoff. And in The Mandalorian, she seeks to reclaim the Darksaber and rulership, pitting her against Mando. So, you think they're going to be fighting? Uh, clearly. We talked about this uh, in, in ad nauseum. I mean, if season three of The Mandalorian doesn't revolve around the two of them jockeying for position for, with the Darksaber, then I'm really not so sure where they're going to go with the rest of the series. Yeah, I... Happy to agree with you on that. I mean, they left us high and dry uh, with the cliffhanger between these two. Yeah, well, I mean, it's called setup for the uh, for the for the next story. That's all it is. I mean, it's that's how you do good writing. <clears throat> you don't write. It's you don't called book. good booking, there, kid. Exactly. You don't book off the fly like the, you know, like uh, like we did in WCW. You, WCW. You, to, <laughs> you gotta have long term storylines with long term effects, baby. Well, speaking about long-term storylines, Gina Carano is coming back for season four of Mando. Oh That's the big rumor. God, yeah, by Mike fucking Zero. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna believe whatever that shit face says. Come on, let's let, 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 let let's give the show a little more credence than that. You know, Mike Zero says that oh, there's gonna be a time jump and and uh, Cara Dune's gonna years. be back seven years. 
how the fuck does he know? I'm just curious. And he's talking about season, not season three, season four. What does he know about season four? Come on. I don't I'm, I'm going to make up some bullshit ass channel. Just start saying the most random fucking things. Or maybe she's tell us, talk about how she's really a double agent. Yeah. That'll, whichever crazy has rumors on there. Don't worry. We'll get to, we'll get to them all. Even your favorite I, ones. I just wanted to throw it out there. I went to see your reaction. And you it's so accept, ridiculous. You reacted exactly how I knew you were going to react. So that's why I kind of uh, did baited them, me. stalked it to alone. Yeah, you baited me. Thanks. Thank it's, you. It's well, just call, like, it's call me master. Yes. It's just so ridiculous. It's like, come on, dude. Really? Uh, man. Does anybody believe that shit at all? But let me, let, all right. How about we make a bet? If that comes oh, true. Hold on. You still owe me fucking a lunch. Well, from what? Because it's GIF, not JIF. Uh, I, no, I got to look it up. Uh, you looked it up? I did. And okay. I was right. All right. Well, I, I didn't see any information. You didn't send any information towards me. All right. I'll have to send it to you then. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. If, Cara, if, if what Mike Zero says, Cara Dune comes back season four, uh, what am I going to do? Let's see. I will go to Comic-Con dressed as Slave Leia. No! And I'll have all these nerds chasing me behind me to try to, like, you know, yank my chain. <laughs> Meanwhile, he'll have a fucking, he'll have a little sign that says, yank your chain, $20, meet me in the back. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, I like the fact that you're shitting on this guy for being a fucking BS scooper and all this stuff, and he's a character. He's a fucking Mizark. Well, listen, speaking about characters, Star Wars is introducing quietly a powerful new villain. Talk about fucking clickbait heading article. Did you read this? Um, I did, but I'm blanking as to who the villain was. Ren. Uh, well, that's right. Yes, I remember now. So the, uh, the aforementioned previously minimally used Ren, not the Knights of Ren, but he was the leader of the Knights of Ren, is now had, had a chapter in one of these new Star Wars books that has all the High Republic shit inside of it as well. And they're talking about how powerful he is and how this and how that and blah, 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 blah. Some Reddit users found a book called The Lightsaber Collection in Barnes and Nobles the other day. Yep. They state they were shocked to only find... Oh, not only find High Republic characters in the book, but to find an entire section dedicated to Ren. It looks like we're slowly but surely getting more backstory of this character. The next in the book, I'm sorry, the text in the book describes the quote-unquote Ren lightsaber in part as a masked sacred warrior who calls himself Ren, commands the ranks of the Knights of Ren. And plays a pivotal role in Ben Solo's rebirth to the dark side. Disciple Kylo Ren. Prior to, prior to the events of The Force Awakens. Yet Ren claims he doesn't own allegiances to anyone. Not even the Supreme Leader Snoke. Instead, Ren preaches an ideology of self-centeredness. Believing his red-bladed lightsaber, a.k.a. The Wren acts as a beacon. In his words, the Wren doesn't stop to worry about the right or wrong of it. The Wren just is. It lives and it cons it consumes and it doesn't apologize. It is nature and nothing else. 
convinced that all things must obey their own nature. The Knights of Ren roam the galaxy, taking whatever they desire. I'm all for them taking characters that they've alluded to, giving to us, and further elaborating on them. This is a great character. Like, I, I thought visually he looked pretty interesting, you know? He's all scarred up. He's got, um, like, ninja pants on. He's got this crazy-ass fucking mask. <laughs> he looks he looks kind of cool, you know? And again, the only time we saw him was in the, the Kylo Ren comic books, um, where he was defeated by Kylo Ren, rather, uh, Sir Ben Solo, prior to becoming Kylo Ren, rather handedly. Um, so it's, it's, I always have a difficult time when they give, you, give us a character and they promptly demolish them without truly, uh, you know, giving us who they are and what they are. So let's go back. Let's take a look at Ren. Let, let, let's get some stories in there. We, we, we've proven that we could jump around successfully to different time periods and get things done. Let's make this one of them. I'm glad you said that because it's a perfect uh, setup for the next story with Bausch. Star Wars finally gives my favorite character a new backstory. Now, it's not my favorite character. That's what the author says. Whose favorite character is Bosch? Fuck do I know. Fucking Helen Keller. I don't know. It wasn't until the year 1996, that's the NWO year, that we got close to hearing where Bausch lost his armor. Even then, it was just a note. The android character Guri mentioned the death of Bausch as part of a deal gone wrong. He tried to rascal the Black Sun for more credits on the delivery, for which there was an agreed-upon contract. That was unwise. Then, the next time we saw Bausch was the Forces of Destiny short, where Leia, he attacks Leia when she, she was with Maz Kanata, yep. R2-D2, and Chewbacca, and they get the best of him, and Maz Kanata gives, him, gives her the idea to take his armor. Now, here in the month of September, in the year of 2021... Marvel Comics published the very first comic book dedicated to Bausch. This comic is part of the Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters series and is literally called Bausch Number One, with the story title Target Skywalker by Greg Pak and Rafael Lenko or Ianco, sorry, Rafael Ianco. The story takes place after Empire Strikes Back and before Return of the Jedi, with plenty of time before the events of Forces of Destiny Bounty Hunted. That was the episode. Yep. The story mentions the Black Sun. The story mentions Crimson Dawn, and it includes more individuals speaking UBs, U-B-E-S-E, which is the Bausch's species, wearing very similar packs of armor. We get to see several UBs in action, a collection of details, the likes of which we did not ever really expect to get. And we get to learn the origin of Bausch, a planet called Ubo 4. UBA and the Roman numeral four. We learn that Bausch and his crew are exiles from planet Uba four, and they don't expect to ever be allowed back. We've not yet seen the helmet removed. We have not seen whether Bausch's pals make it much further than this comic series, but we see a whole lot. And the best of all, Bausch isn't dead at the end of this comic, so there's more to come. The next place we'll see Bausch appear is in the Star Wars comic series Dr. Afra. Now, the funny thing about his armor, Doc, in another article, yep. it's completely the opposite of the Mandalorians. 
it's a sh- it's a shame um like uh it's a it's a stigmata that they wear it shame not a, not a shame good shame get a bell ding ding ding, ding. shame i have, ding, I have, ding. I have that on my phone so uh do you really oddly enough because my um when my residents get all fucking stupid with me when i talk to them yeah. Shame. 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 <laughs> when they get something wrong, that's what I do to them. I go. Shame. Shame. <laughs> All right. Now, in the same comic we were just talking about, it is revealed that these, like you said, they wear this armor is a mark of shame, not a mark of pride like the Mandalorians, um, and they have to wear it because they're exiled. And it's something that not to be proud of. It's a reminder of a home lost forever. Bausch's armor will never be seen with the same awe and respect as Mandalorian armor. Now, my question is, if you get fucking thrown out of the party and they put, tell you to put on the jacket and they throw your ass out, are you going to keep that jacket on? No, of course not. There, there must be some kind of like religious or like, uh, uh, you know, cult-like thing about it that the reason why they actually keep it on for some reason, I don't know. Maybe you know, it's welded on, do you? Oh, that that would be an interesting thing too. Like 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 the Iron Mask. Maybe it's like you know, okay, you know, you must continue to wear this, and not will kill your family. I don't know, or your, the rest of your family would be shamed as well into wearing it. Who knows? Uh, still makes a pretty cool story. So you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I like that again. I like the fact that they're giving characters that we know, that we've seen, that we've interacted with, a big backstory, so we can kind of continue to. Um, Enriched the Star Wars universe through this. More about Bausch number one. The Star Wars reinvented the weapon the Jedi used before lightsabers. I felt this was very interesting. Um, in Star Wars Legends canon, uh, aka uh, shit that isn't canon, um, proto sabers were the free uh, predecessors to modern lightsabers, and were used in the Hundred Years of Darkness. AKA marriage and the great <laughs> hyperspace war by Jedi and Sith alike. The weapons still used focusing crystals, but the technology was not advanced enough to house and or to house an energy source with a compact hilt. Consequently, an external power pack which was connected to the saber's pommel by a co- by a cable was necessary to power the blade. When the technology sufficiently advanced, sophistic, when the te- technology sufficiently advanced, the pr- proto sabers were abandoned, and the less cumbersome modern lightsabers came into existence. And Bausch number one um, gives a mysterious bounty hunter. I believe her name was uh, Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> Domina Tag. That's the name. Um. Hailing from the... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Gives a mysterious bounty hunter, Bausch, a backstory. Hailing from the planet of Yuba 4, like we said. Him and his gang of UB's exiles travel in the galaxy as high-profile guns for hire. During the issue, they take a job to kill Domina Tag. Uh, T-A-G-G-E. And the other fam- uh, familial executives of the Tag Corporation during a board meeting on the Acquisitor. However, their job becomes more difficult when Domina starts wielding this version of the Jedi's proto-saber before they arrive on site. Domina can be seen testing what she calls the tag proto-blade. It's similar to the Legends 
Proto Saber with two minor differences. First, its blade is not pure energy blade. Instead, it's a metal blade with a plasma field running around it. That could mean that there's no kyber crystal involved. Secondly, it's attached to the Mina's wrist like a gauntlet rather than a functioning uh, like a handheld sword. Regardless, the weapon is far from perfect. Its energy field is too high, like Red Man and Method Man, and its core keeps overheating to the point that the weapon keeps shorting out. So, you know what I got from this story, Doc? Tell me. That a shitty lightsaber makes it into canon before Revan does. Oh, 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 Spiro, I'm so sorry. He's right, though, you know. Do you concur? I concur. (laughs) That's painful. All all, all I know is that um, uh, if... uh, What was the name of Boche's species again? Ubi's? If there was 40 of them, what's their favorite drink? <laughs> Ubi's 40. Red, red, why? <laughs> <laughs> Pop that in, please. Red, red, This uh, Bausch comic, number one, uh, offered a lot to the Lord, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, uh, again, this is what they should be doing. They've had decades to be doing this stuff. It's about time. In the latest Star Wars com- uh, Darth Vader comic, number 19, it reveals that Vader will surprisingly lead heroes and, uh, I'm sorry, will lead heroes against Crimson Dawn. Just a preview. Yeah, I read this, um, and it seems that Vader is going to be helping out the heroes and forming an alliance with them against Crimson Dawn, which mm, I haven't been keeping up with the series, so I, it's going to be hard for me to comment on if this makes sense or not, and as to you know, what reasons Vader has. Maybe they're dupli- duplicitous, who knows? I don't know. Um, but uh, it really doesn't go along with the character, unless whatever Vader is doing is going to ultimately serve his needs in the future you know i know we had talked about in the past that he was trying to get solo's body so he could leverage luke skywalker to come out of hiding but is he i can't imagine he's teaming with luke skywalker i'm curious as to which heroes they are talking about here uh despite the fact that the heroes that we know in this series are luke lando leia chewbacca and 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 the normal gang so so if you had to pick the heroes who would you pick what I pick? What do you mean? What I pick? Who's who's the hero that he's teaming up with? And the team. What's with? your what, uh, what's your Marvel team up right now? I would uh, I would not make it the, the you know the cores. I wouldn't do the, the Luke to Leia. I'd maybe do a little Lando action inside there. I know they had some dealings in the past before an Empire. Um, maybe it's a little sour on there, so maybe not. But uh, I like to see Doctor Afra inside there. Are we going to call? They're going against Crimson Dawn, right? That's going to be. Um, Kira and her crew, because she is she still with them at this point in the comics. Yeah, she's the she's the leader. So then she's gonna go head to head with them. So I can't imagine who he's gonna be teaming up with as heroes, because if he teams up with Luke, that that kind of cheapens a lot of the rest of the, the the trilogy. I'm picking Lobot, and I mean because this is before the Return of the Jedi, it's not gonna be true. But I'm always gonna say Wicked. But, but yeah, okay, you're I think you're on the stretch there, my friend. I know. Anyhow. Sure. Uh, we'll see what happens. Star, uh, Darth Vader number 19. 
Listen, Coturno was dropped, and we're not going to touch base on it because we don't give shit about the non-canon stuff. We're just going to throw it to Spiro's way. Spiro, I got three articles for you right here. I want you to go on another rant about whether it's positive or negative. I don't know, but make it entertaining. Here's the first article. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, reforged collection pitch was rejected by Lucasfilm. So so these guys, fucking Bioware, I'm a big fan of their games. Um, they, they make great games. And sometimes they tend to rush games and they come out shitty, but they do a good job of fixing those games. You know, and what they do is a lot of times, you know, with the feedback from us playing these broken games is how they, they, they fix them. They listen to the people and, you know, they, again, they fix the fucking games and normally the results are good. Uh, this whole, all, all this talk about this reforged edition or whatever of Knights of the Old Republic. He really didn't give much fucking detail to, to go on. So who knows what the plans were. Um, my best guess is that it was just going to be a remaster or something for the later consoles, um, you know, of, of the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if maybe they would add some more, you know, maybe up, update the fucking graphics uh maybe add some more content i don't know who the fuck knows but you know these guys went on to make jade empire and jade empire is a fucking game that a lot of people were actually highly anticipating and excited about because it was pretty much going to be not what you got with knights of the old republic but with fucking you know shaw brothers kung fu uh type shit f fantasy shit you know um but that game just didn't live up to to the hype, didn't live up to the potential. Uh, it could have been better. But anyways, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I've I've waited for many years, as have many fans over the years, for something with the Knights of the Old Republic for a for a third game. It never came. Now we're gonna get a fucking remastering and a remake for. You know the modern audience and you know when, when someone says modern audience what it means is they're gonna tone down the fucking violence they're gonna tone down a lot of the you know in other words they're gonna give us a fucking game a passive game where where these fucking de these developers and disney voice their fucking political ideologies and you know nothing else matters okay so that's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to play the game when it comes out. I'm going to play it because, you know, if I'm going to talk shit about it, then I think it's only right that, that I experience the game firsthand, you know, before I open my mouth, unlike other assholes do nowadays. Second article, Star Wars 7 gameplay features the KOTOR remake should keep, according to Reddit. Okay, so so these are the seven key gameplay uh, characteristics or features that they should keep. Um, I pretty much agree with all of them, but I'm gonna just give you my 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 main ones and what I think. Um, RPG elements should definitely be kept. 
they should focus a little bit more, maybe tip the fucking balance a little bit more towards the action, only because today's modern audience. But no, you know, in, in, in reality, man, I think I think that the whole turn-based system, in a game like this, you should maybe scale it back and let the player have a little bit more control of, you know, real-time fighting, real-time action, um, you know. I think that I think that the MMORPG does a good job. I think here they have the opportunity to improve on on that and make that better. Uh keeping the keeping the story na uh narrative and pushing it into canon. What the fuck, man? That's what I I've been talking about this whole time, you know, man. Um, you know, and it's a a fucking battle that I I've, I've been fighting against these two fucking guys and shit. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely, man, this, whatever they plan on doing here, this shit's gotta be canon. It has to mean something and it has to mean something within the overall narrative of the whole fucking canon saga. Okay. Um, what else? Yes. The, the morality meter or more, the, the morality, uh, you know, dark side, light side. That's one of the fucking greatest things to ever be implemented in any video game of, of any fucking genre the you know and and with something like star wars this has to exist they have to keep this shit what they shouldn't do is because you know the modern audience and all that other bullshit is try to fucking rig the system to where you know, you're you're doing SJW fucking, you know, where where they 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 prevent you from going dark. Okay? You, you know what I'm saying? Dude, it, it this is a fucking video game, okay? A system like this gives us the options to play out our fantasies how however dark they they may be. You know what I'm saying? Let con, you know, let people choose between light and dark side you know and what that does is that adds so much replayability value to the game because you could go back and replay the fucking game and see how the outcome i mean what the outcome is of the fucking choices made you know that's something people don't don't get you want i'm telling you man that there alone will add so much replayability and fucking disney and lucas arts or whoever the fuck uh, you know, they can make so much money with fucking add-ons and, and all this bullshit because if people continue to play this game and you pump out these fucking paid D DLCs, they, they're going to fucking pay for them. They're going to play them, you know? First of all, because it's Star Wars. Second of all is, you know, that's that's one of the main things people love is the customizations and the choices one has with their fucking character. You know what I'm saying? So it only makes sense, man. You know, so 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 keep that in there. Let people go full dark. Let people go full light, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't hamper the player's experience and fucking imagination. Uh, what else? Um, what else? What else is is in there? Hey, Doc. I'm sorry if. I'm taking too long in between these these things you know if you, you could maybe cut in between the the periods of time where i'm thinking or something um and speaking about choices you know 
character customization is a fucking huge part of of this and I, I would say most fucking games you know uh you know the uh, ability to like personalize your own character within this world you know it's like this this character it's like he's gonna be representing you in this fantasy world um you know i think you need to maintain that but you also need to fucking make the the character customization robust you know man give give fucking give a lot of options give, give a, a huge amount of options um you know if you look at the mmorpg you you can fucking customize your your character down to to, to what species they are, to what to what race they are, alien, human, uh, cybernetic, etc. Uh, you know, eye color, hair, fucking scarring, jewelry, of course, the fuck, you know. And you, as as you go through the game, you you, you know you earn more and pick up more customization items. The lightsaber customization is probably the biggest thing, believe it or not, because you know everybody wants to have their own unique lightsaber. So, so you definitely have to to keep that in the game. Uh and the third article, Knights of the Old Republic, could have been remade by a Bioware co-founder. So, Spiro, please enlighten us with. Please first read those articles. <laughs> Second. Enlighten us uh, with your expertise about the KOTOR non-canon shit and let us know what you think right about now. Listen, man, it's been reported now for like the past year or so that Disney was, was going to branch out from their ex exclusive deal with uh, EA. Um, EA was the only one making Star Wars games aside from... Um, what Bioware's been doing for the past several years with the uh, Old Republic MMORPG, uh, the mobile game. I don't is I'm not sure if, if that's EA that's even doing that. Um, but anyways, they're gonna make uh, a AAA game. It's gonna be open world. I'm I'm a huge fan of the open world element because uh, it gives you. I don't want to say unlimited, but 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 it widens. The possibilities of exploration and uh you know narrative and how it, it unfolds and all that um i'm telling you man uh these guys i don't know what i don't know what what may be coming is it gonna be something you know that's based on the bounty hunters is this gonna be jedi sith related this is gonna be you know what what is this gonna be i mean you know i i just uh, you know, give us something original. Maybe introduce us to characters the same way Revan and all these other guys were in introduced to the wider audience, to the mainstream audience with Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know. I mean, it's it's exciting. I think it's great that because all these developers and studios are going to be competing and they're going to want to make... The, I mean, obviously, they're going to want their game to fucking stand out you know from the rest and it's gonna it's cool because it's like not not all the games are gonna look the same they're not all gonna feel the same um it's an exciting time it's a, it's it's an exciting time to be a fucking gaming fan 
especially if you're a, a gaming fan and a Star Wars fan. But let's see, man, because, you know, Disney's got a way of just fucking ruining shit, you know, excitement turns to fucking, you know, well, you know, I mean, The Last Jedi, uh, I think, speaks for itself, what that did to the fandom. And, you know, it just sounds like a lot of the news, it's like there's some exciting news sprinkled in with more of the same old Disney bullshit. So let's see, man. I think this one is 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 definitely one of the better news, and these guys have an opportunity to do something special, you know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, that was very great, Spiro. Thank you very much. You always, 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 always impress us when it comes to Kotor because uh, we should buy you a Kotor members only jacket because you're the only member. But I digress. <laughs> Kenobi! Ewan McGregor accepted his first primetime Emmy Award this Sunday for his uh his little uh what was it called series that he did recently and when they were when they asked him about the series he said it will not disappoint he said we finished shooting our series and it was really really good fun i really enjoyed working with Deborah Chow i think it will not disappoint um the new technology that was employed doing it it is cool and it was different experience than making the original 3 that I did. And then they asked him about the show. And, and, and McGregor says. He has one test left. Which is to keep Luke safe. Uh, yep. re- revealing the first details. During the Disney Investors Day 2020. Hounded by Jedi, uh, Jedi Hunters. Obi-Wan goes on a. Ro- Rollicking ro- adventure. Rollicking. That's what I thought it was. Rollicking. Excuse me. Across the galaxy. Sofa-king. Yeah, <laughs> across the galaxy far, far away. Before having what Lucasfilm President Ka- Kathleen Kennedy, aka Spiro's Wet Dream, called the rematch of the century with Darth Vader. We could, we cannot tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader, Chow said, who is director Deborah Chow, in a sizzle reel screened at events today, teasing the audiences with a definitely see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader get it, get into it again. That sounds a lot dirtier than, I, than she meant it. <laughs> added McGregor in the first look sizzle. Added McGregor in the first look sizzle. The most beautiful thing of of all this is that it brought me back together with Hayden. Oh, wow. it'll be amazing to bring those characters back together again, very unexpectedly. So, how do you feel about this, Doc? I feel fantastic about it. Um, the, I'm I, every day I get more and more excited about the Kenobi series, and it's so far off. We have so much in between that to watch. But the they're really hyping this shit up well, and they're really doing a good job with it. Um, the fact that he just admitted that, you know, as we all suspected, that his goal was going to be to keep Luke safe. It's like, it's it's what Favreau and Filoni have done. It's like, you know, they're giving the fans, they're giving that fan service that we need, that we want. And it's about fucking time. Let's keep it going. Do you want to learn more about George Lucas and ILM as well? Of course. Why wouldn't I want to learn more about the maker? What about the candlestick taker? What about the uh, dildo taker? That one too? 
Nice. Uh, I thought we fired the added producer. Yes, anyway, um, Lauren Kasdan is directing a six-part docu-series on George Lucas and ILM. According to the composer James Newton Howard, his friend and longtime contributor to Lucasfilm, Loris Kasdan, a man who is credited writer on some of the studio's biggest films, such as Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, and Solo, will be directing a six-episode docuseries on George Lucas and ILM. The documentary does not have a release date as of yet, does not have a means of distribution. While Disney and Lucasfilm are not confirmed to be involved with this production, it is fair to expect that it might end up on Disney Plus with the rest of the projects coming from the epic, uh, coming from the topic of the series. What do you think? Um, okay, whatever. I mean, uh, would I watch it if I'm really, really bored and everything else that I've watched is already done? Yeah, probably. But I'm not going to run out of my way to watch it. Really? Yeah. You don't want to learn more about George Lucas's 12-part, 9-part, 3-part, 6-part, 12-part series? Meh, whatever. I know enough. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Shame. I'd rather watch Money Heist. Yeah, me too. Um, You watch it yet? I I just finished the uh, first half of season five. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It kind of dragged a little bit in the first part, and then it got crazy in the second part, but no spoilers. No, no spoilers. Uh, the only spoiler is I'd bang Tokyo. And, I, and I, let me tell you, I got the biggest fight with my wife the other day. We were watching it, and I said, I turned to her and I said, uh, "Not for nothing, she's hot." And I have not heard the end of it yet. We watched three more episodes, and every time she popped on the screen, oh, there's your fucking girlfriend over there. Who you not for nothing? You think is fucking hot? What about the the chick that's banging the goofy guy? What's his name? Denver. Yeah, uh, she's hot too. The, the blonde, eh, she's alright. She's a little more, a little mousy. Yeah, definitely. All right, listen, my friend, your friend, the so boy. I tell, I tell you who had a bang though, the cop who just gave birth to the baby with the big tits. That's what I'll give it to. The cop who just gave. Oh, we gave birth. Who she gave yeah. birth? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got oh, some kids. Dude, what a great actress. Like, she she gets into the roles where, yeah, where she's she, a demanding, like... She's gangster. Oh. Yeah, good call. Even with those glasses on. Oh, with the glasses on. <laughs> that would be the stipulation. It's <laughs> on a pole match. Nice. Listen, your boy, my boy, the guy that we're the biggest mark for, Boba Fett. List of episodes for the titles of, of the title for the book of Boba Fett's just leaked out uh, this week. Yes. Now, the Book of Boba Fett will have eight episodes. Our source shared the titles of these eight episodes as follows. Episode number one, The Champion. <laughs> episode number two. Oh, yeah, hold on. I have a request. You have to do every episode in the Iron Sheik voice. Okay, okay. <clears throat> episode number one, The Champion. The real champion, Iron Sheik. Number two, the assassin season. Episode three, the syndicate. Four, the ground of battle. Five, homework. Six, the warlord. No barbarian, only the warlord. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seven. The showdown. Between the jabroni, no good guitar playing Hulk Hogan and the real champion Iron Sheik. Ya Allah, Mr. McMahon, I'll break his leg for you, sir. And episode eight, the hunter. No Triple H, I the real champion. The real champion is me, Iron Sheik. I put you in the camel clutch. I break your back. I fuck your ass. I make you humble. Okay, number one, the champion. Number two, the assassin. Number three, the syndicate. Number four, the battleground. Number five, homeworld. Number six, the warlord. Number seven, the showdown. Number eight, the hunter. Now, we don't know if this is true because a lot of times they've dropped the titles before and it wasn't the case. But everyone's rolling with the story. So, here we go. Moreover, the champion will be episode one of the book of Boba Fett. It would also be known as chapter 17. So, they're continuing uh, the count from the Mandalorian. So, it'll be chapter 17 through 24. This is a big statement to remind the viewers where the new, where the Book of Boba Fett episodes fall in the timeline and how they're intended to be watched in order. What's your take, sir? I, I think, you know, whatever we had thought about previously and what was talked about and discussed is coming to fruition. I think we're, you know, we're getting Mandalorian season 2.5, which I'm pretty sure we are all completely okay with. There was talks about 30 Mandalorians appearing there and him fighting them and then joining them to fight a bigger villain. Um, there was also talk that the episode, The Showdown, is the one that the, that it's going to have Cad Bane in. What do you think? Uh, that, that makes some sense to me. Um, and again, the, the, the thought and, the, and the, the thought process that Cad Bane is going to be in the series really makes the most sense for me. So, yes, please. Do you know that tomorrow Morrison will be reprising the Boba Fett role in another Disney Plus? I heard coming up shortly is going to be this this visions that we're getting with all the uh, you know the Asian actor the Asian uh, studios that are doing the the um, the cartoons. So he's going to be in one of the one of those episodes as well. It's Stick the guy Ta Tatooine what? Rhapsody. Tatooine Rhapsody. Stick the guy in fucking everything. I mean, it's tomorrow Morrison for Christ's sake. Come on. Yeah, I agree. He's a national treasure. Guaranteed. Um, so, a couple things. First, let's start off with this. Gaming news. You're not the gamer. I'm not a gamer. Spiro's the gamer. Uh, new Star Wars game rumored to be made by Detroit. Become human de developer. Uh Detroit Become Human developer Quantic Dream has reportedly signed a new deal with Disney to work on this new Star Wars game, according to Gaming Insiders. So, Spiro, enlighten us, since you're the gamer. What do you think about this? Because I have no idea what this is. It's all Greek to me. Very interesting, Spiro. Very interesting. Uh, Doc. All Greek to me. It's all Greek to you. Bend over. Grab your ankles. Cough. Um... Lucasfilm reportedly planning to resurrect Kylo Ren for the new Star Wars trilogy. Before I get into this, what do you think? Wait, for the new Star Wars trilogy? Like a trilogy, a sequel to the sequel? Yes. Maybe 10 through 12. 10 through 12. Okay. So 
They're going to resurrect Kyler. How are they going to do that? This sounds like more Mike Zero bullshit. No, no. Listen, with the rumors of Disney and Lucasfilm being on the verge of announcing a new trilogy, gossip has begun to build. Now, the Den of Nerds YouTube channel, our boy Josh. Oh, you know Josh. Is reporting that a post-sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, the sequel-sequel trilogy, sounds like a Mel Brooks movie, will commence with the unexpected return of Adam Driver's Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. Kylo Ren was last seen in the closing moments of The Rise of Skywalker. After finally turning towards the light side, he sacrificed his life to save Ray, And promptly became one with the Force. But now he's back, somehow. Let's face it. After the embarrassing way that Palpatine came back, the franchise doesn't have a great track record with resurrection. So I hope this doesn't actually happen, says the article. If it did, we may see a new side to Ben Solo as he attempts to atone for his crimes in the First Order and do justice to his legacy. It also will be interesting to see what his relationship with Ray would be. Uh, as she presumably exploring her own connection with the Force in the wake of taking on the Skywalker name. So more Raylo shit. What do you think? I'm having a hard time believing this. Um, is there an assumption as to when this is going to be announced? No. Mm. But let's look at let's look at some of the uh, the variables in the equation. Okay, tell me. We we do know. That there was negotiations with Daisy Daisy Ridley re- recently. Well, that makes perfect sense. Okay. We also do know that there was talks with John Boyega, and there's talks about uh, some guy writing. Uh, I forgot his name right off the top of my head. Writing in a series for John. Yeah. Yep. But it could be well. It could be. That he's writing the sequel trilogy, not a series, and that John will be coming back to pursue his Padawan ways. Possible. Now, how do you bring back Kylo? The only way I could think it happens is the following. When he fell off that cliff, maybe he broke his leg. Maybe he got hurt and he couldn't be mobile. So what did he do? He force projected himself up there. Yes, you stole my thunder. God bless you. Thank you, sir. You're the true thunder-stealing champion. Uh, that would be so fucking cheap. And then what? Could because like like we said before, you know, he's committed war crimes, crimes against the galaxy, crimes against humanity. Um, and he has and he has to go into exile, so he faked his own death. He would be like a Ronin in the shadows. I think that'd be cool. Trying to redeem himself. For the crimes that he committed. Man, that's got legs. That's got legs. <laughs> Spotted legs, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, that's got so, fucking legs. Is it over with you? I think that is truly over. And speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on this show called Who is More Over? Now, before you get your uh, panties in a bunch. Or wet. Well, that's if they're looking at you. Of course, it's kind of hard not to, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what over means in professional wrestling is popular. 
when a wrestler gets over with the crowd, that means they love him or hate him to such an extreme uh, level that they'll either pay a shit ton of money to come see him win if he's a good guy or a bad guy or see him get his ass kicked if he's a bad guy or a good guy. What we do on this show is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, a place, a thing. doesn't necessarily matter what it is, who it is, but we see what's more popular slash over with you, the fans, all six of you guys. But most importantly, what's more over with us? So, Doc, what's on the marquee tonight? This week, uh, we put it up a little bit late, guys. I apologize. Sorry, you know, life gets in the way. Um, we're looking at two it's more so not characters, but more so categories. Categories of who you in the Star Wars universe would want to be. In one corner, would you want to be, as in a moreover, a Sith apprentice? You know about the Inquisitor? He is my enemy. All Inquisitors and their masters are my enemies. Were you a Jedi? No, 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 but I was once a force wielder long ago, long, long ago. Then you're a Sith. The Sith. The Sith took everything from me, ripped me from my mother's arms, murdered my brother, used me as a weapon, and then cast me aside, abandoned me. Once I had power, now I have nothing. Nothing. I know how you feel. Or would you lean to the light side and join the council and become a Jedi Padawan? I'm... I'm sorry for my behavior, Master. It's not my place to disagree with you about the boy. And I am grateful you think I'm ready to take the trials. You've been a good apprentice, Obi-Wan. And you're a much wiser man than I am. I foresee you will become a great Jedi Knight. Master, I've disappointed you. I haven't been very appreciative of your training. I've been arrogant, and I apologize. I've just been so frustrated with the Council. You are strong and wise, Anakin, and I am very proud of you. I have trained you since you were a small boy. I have taught you everything I know. And you have become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. But be patient, Anakin. It will not be long before the Council makes you a Jedi Master. Obi-Wan, may the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you. What do the polls say? The polls. Let's go to the polls. Okay, so on Facebook. Um, oof, let's see here. In a resounding 80 to 20, it is the Sith Apprentice that goes over. I got some comments over here. Hold on, let's see. Uh, Adam Jane, Sith Apprentice, definitely cooler. Though you can't rule a galaxy by killing your master. Um, I had another comment here recently. Where'd it go? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Son of a bitch. All right, let's go to Instagram. Uh, 88 to 12% the Sith 
apprentice is more over. All right. Um, Spiro, why don't you enlighten us first? I think I know what you're going to pick. What's more with you? Sith Apprentice or uh, Jedi Padawan? Jesus Christ, man. Um, I just realized that when I shave, I resemble a more handsome fucking Big Ray, but it's Big Ray, you know. So, jeez, fuck my life. I'm never doing this shit again, man. Anyways, who's more over? Sith Apprentice versus Jedi Padawan. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be wasting people's time with this because I think they already know which way I'm going, you know? Everybody's going to go left, so you automatically know that I'm going to go right. Um, come on, man. Fucking, you know, the difference, one of the big differences between the uh, Sith Apprentice and the Jedi Padawan is the Sith Apprentice just keeps moving forward, is constantly motivated, is hungry for more, for more knowledge, for more power that that knowledge brings. The Sith Apprentice is like, well, I'm just going to do whatever Master tells me. Um, you know, I must keep my 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 thoughts pure. I must, everything I do is to, to help others. Fuck me. Um, I have to go out there selflessly, do things. Um, nothing I do will ever benefit me. But helping others and feeling great about it is all that matters. And that's the, the main benefit. All that shit is is admirable. I respect that. I, you know, I, I love to fucking help people, man. You know, I never, you'll be hard pressed to find a time where I saw somebody in some kind of a fucking situation in need or, you know, struggling that, that I didn't stop to fucking help them out. That said, um, I think that a lot of people tend to forget about themselves. A lot of selfless people tend to forget about themselves and, you know, in turn, they fuck themselves. And that's what I feel is an issue with these fucking Jedi. You know, I've compared the fucking Jedi to, to fucking, you know, the various hypocritical religions. Nothing against spirituality. Spirituality is a wonderful thing, a beautiful thing. But, you know... The Sith Apprentice, the Sith Apprentice is always looking for a way to improve, always looking for a way to get better, to get stronger, to get faster. And, you know, the end goal is to to defeat his master, to one day replace his master and become the one true Lord, Dark Lord of the Sith. Fucking Jedi, man, Jedi Padawan, I guess they all have hopes of one day becoming a Jedi Master but they got to share that power with fucking God knows how many other Jedi Masters, you know? I mean, can can you imagine a guy like fucking Anakin and shit, you know, man? Nice, handsome guy, fucking, you know, wonderful lock of hair. And he's got to fucking take shit from that fucking hairy booger-looking fucking phlegm-looking uh, Yoda, man. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Get the fuck out of here, you know? That's why he went over to the dark side, because even though at the end he became Palpatine's bitch, you know, 
it, it, you know, he always thought about, you know what, man, this fucking shriveled up old fuck one day, I, I, I'm going to cut him down. I'm going to fucking slice him up good and I'm going to take over and, and I'm going to be the fucking man in charge. And then I'm going to go on a galaxy wide tour, kill fuck and uh, train somebody that will probably end up doing the, the same thing. Then they'll go on a galaxy wide tour and kill and fuck and whatever, you know. Anyways, Sith Apprentice over all day, every day. Okay? You motherfuckers just don't know the power of the dark side. That's the fucking problem. Shocker. <laughs> Not two in the pink, one in the stink. Yeah, but you know we, what I mean. Do we even have to go there? Doc, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Um, This is a tough one. I, you know, I thought about this the other day when we had talked. I listened back to the episode of... Uh, when I was in Hawaii, when you guys were uh, round robining with, uh, you know, the circle jerk of you, Fia and Gordon and Spiro, um, and you had talked about uh, what's her face, Asaz Ventrice being both a Jedi Padawan and a Sith apprentice at some point. So I was like, oh, that's a cool over. Let's let's take a look at that and and bring that to the to the front. You also said something that I thought was absolutely hilarious during that episode that I popped when I was driving in the car and I used yesterday and today. Going all around, you talked about <laughs> somebody giving somebody a hand job and doing the pepper grinder. <laughs> I, I popped so fucking hard. <laughs> and I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, "Man, you're working here again today?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm moonlighting, making some money. I got a kid, you know." I'm like, "Listen, before you guys know it, it's gonna be me and you in the back giving guys hand jobs like a pepper grinder." <laughs> anyway, so he left. He left. Shout out to my boy Eugene. Um, so let's see. Uh, on one hand, you fight for the light side. You get kidnapped as a child, indoctrinated into the um, the. Uh, do they get kidnapped? The 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 Jedi children. They may be yes. giving up. They may be giving up willfully. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible that this may be a calling that families feel that this is like, a you know, a, a, well, yeah, potentially, but also like, oh, you have the power. Like you have the gift, like you know these people who give up their daughters to gymnastics or violin or whatever. You know how much are they seeing those those kids over there for? But for the most part, they disappear and they're gone. Um, but you also get you know become one with the force. You are a, a doer of good. You are a Jedi. On the other hand, you are a Sith with pretty much your story written out for you and how things will be foretold. You know your master knows that you're going to come for him or her because that's what they did to their masters. Uh, it's like a never-ending cycle of, you know, the rule of two and me killing the next one and the next one killing me and the next one killing him or her and going on and on until, uh, you know, ad nauseum infinity. So for me, I don't think I want to be pigeonholed in a box where my destiny is already made. I'd rather make my own destiny. So for me, moreover, Jedi Padawan, despite the fact that I got to grow that rat's tail and look like a hillbilly from the, from the late 80s. Speaking of hillbillies, I almost got in a fight with two of them Saturday night at Immortal. They were sitting front row, and they got up, and they were talking so much shit. And I said, yeah, tough guys. Come on, hillbilly Jim. Step over the guardrail. I'll knock you on your ass. They, they, didn't, they didn't follow through, but they were getting very vocal, and I got into their face. They got into my face. And, of course, nothing happened because they're whack, but whatever. And also an old lady tried to fucking kick my ass. She grabbed and ripped my shirt. Oh, that's was it? A, was it an NFO shirt? Come on, no, no, it wasn't. It was my GGP shirt, the only one I had. She, I was like, no, it's my only one. Stop. <laughs> she, reached, she reached over and pulled it. Yeah, she wouldn't let go. 
She had like yes. that, that 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 special edge strength because she was a little uh, on the spectrum, but she was also deaf. So when I was telling her to let go, she didn't hear what I was saying, and she had the look of fury in her eyes, like like the look my wife gives me when I tell her. Hey, woman, go get me a sandwich. You, you should have I mean? you should have slapped the shit out of grandma. I would have laughed. Oh, Fuck dude, this. no, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> the, the heat. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. Let me let me think. Padawan or apprentice? I'm gonna have to go with Padawan. Only reason because when you're a Padawan, there are certain rules and guidelines that you need to follow. Now, technically. If you don't follow them and you don't get caught, you still follow them. So you can, like Attican. Exactly. You can go get married, have kids, you can go bang hookers left and right, do some death sticks. As long as it doesn't cause any problems, you're good Not to go. By a Jedi. <laughs> Pop. Um the only problem, and the thing is that you get to learn from different masters. So you get to work different styles. Lucha, strong style, <laughs> traditional American, whatever. As an apprentice to the Sith, like you said, you're pigeonholed. You're learning from one guy, one guy only, who knows that if he teaches you everything he knows, he's a fucking goner. Yep. So he's only teaching you a little bit at a time till he feels like you've mastered what you needed to know. And if you're lucky enough, you can take him or her out. Um so you are very limited in your learning capabilities. Uh, some may say the, the what you are learning is more powerful. Or if you ask Yoda, is the dark side more powerful? He'll tell you no. Just more easier. More, uh, what was the word he used in Empire? Uh, Sat more satisfying. Not addictive. It was something like that. It was, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um. So I'm going to go with uh, Padawan. I think the opportunity to become a stronger force user always will run with the baby faces as opposed to the heels. So that's my pick. I didn't see that one coming, honestly. I thought you were going to go straight up uh, Sith, but, you know, yeah. guess we can only have one of those. Well, it's not even that. It's just, uh, you know, I'm a Jedi at heart. As do, you, to do you think, do you think that you said something very intriguing to me right now what I about, about the fact that the 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 sith masters do not teach their padawans everything that they know because they don't want obviously they don't want to give them the tools to wind up defeating them so would the sith be i guess at some point they were they were almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy where they kind of burnt themselves out i mean because if if you don't teach your next what you know they know less, and then the next generation knows less, and the next generation knows less, and the next less, until you're, you know nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And you've basically extinguished yourself. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling Well, let's look at the facts here. We had 10,000 Jedi at one point. Yeah. As far as Sith goes, we had Plagueis. We had Palpatine. And then Palpatine had three apprentices. So we had five people compared to 10,000 people. Palpatine had oh, uh, Maul, that we know of. Maul, Dooku, and Anakin, right? Yes. He probably had more than that. Because remember, if he killed Plagueis, Plagueis is probably a very long time ago. And I think um, Palpatine is probably a lot older than we had uh, assumed. Um, and he's probably 
figured out how to kill most of his apprentices when he when he when he you know brings them up, uses them to what they do, knows when they're going to turn on him, and then you know kills kills them, um, because he's he's just that smart. So my assumption is that he's probably had a lot more than the ones that we know about. Well, he wanted to live forever. That's the first thing. Second oh, thing, ever. So if you want to live forever, you're not going to teach your apprentice everything you know because that's that's how you killed your master. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that he was very fucking. He was a big mark for the Sith. He drank the Kool-Aid. He believed in it. He realized that um, his apprentice needs to be more powerful than him when the time comes for him to take the throne. But then when he realized Anakin can never reach his fullest potential because of what was done on Mustafar, he said, fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. And that's where we are, <laughs> where we are today. But... Um, Shout out to 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 my buddy Mike Verna. Not only did I smack him around uh, Saturday, but he uh, debuted or not debuted. He re he re popped up on AEW Dark, where uh, he wrestled Orange Cassidy. He got Orange Cassidy. So uh, I I uh, I t- I said the tweet. I said uh, in the tweet. I said uh, to AEW and Tony Khan. I said. Uh, it's good to see my boy Mike Verna where he belongs in the AEW ring. Tony Khan signed this stud. I go, not only is he a stud, but can he he can hit a he can hit a curveball better than uh, Serrano. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah. So anyhow, um, but here's the deal. So if you have a guy like Palpatine who's such a mark for the ways of the Sith, and they want to make the Sith better because I am all the Sith and all that bullshit, then he will teach him everything that he wants him to know to make the lineage and the legacy of the Sith that much stronger when he feels they are ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is very limiting as far as learning capability goes from the apprentice point of view. But from a Jedi's point of view, they teach everything up front and then they let the life and the will of the force take you and mold you into the Jedi you were meant to be. So it's two different facets if you really look at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two different learning styles. So that's why I think it's better to be a Padawan than a uh, Force apprentice, uh, uh, a Sith apprentice. Yep, because someone's gonna die, and uh, you know, if it's me or you, one or the other, I don't know. Gotcha. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think we're good, man. We are pretty deep in it right now, so that's what she's saying. <laughs> right. She better say that, uh, even if she's lying. <laughs> Spiro, where the hell they can find you at? Last week I told you to do a new voice drop, and you gave me the same voice drop, you prick. <laughs> That's me who puts it in the I know, I know, I know. So this week, I don't want to hear anything about that stupid rational rage or Jimmy T or anything. Let them know where they can find you at, at your social media links, and what you've been up to besides working like a fucking uh, degenerate. Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know? There's other guys doing doing things there uh you got wrestling shows you got fucking doomsday prepper shows uh on instagram spiro underscore a darth underscore spirit on and 
That's it, guys. All right. Good job, Cyril. Good job. Great as always. Doc, what about you? You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O, Instagram and TikTok. Alex Arroyo, MD on Twitter, Alex Arroyo on Facebook. And you may see me popping up this week on both AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Uh, I'll be the the doofy fucker standing on the side uh, looking like a mark because I'm not getting in the ring. You could find me at Grigard Papadon on Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Pro Wrestling T slash Grigard Papadon is a pro wrestling t-shirt store. Go buy your GGP t-shirts. My YouTube page is Grigard Papadon. Go, not- go subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell. Like, comment on all the videos. I'm going to throw up some new matches that I recently had. Um, you can find me this Saturday at NYWC defending my three championships. As the Alpha and Omega Inevitable Tour makes its next stop. Uh, and uh, more importantly, you can find the three of us together collectively at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook. Um, New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email address. Just email us, interact with us, chat with us, whatever. Uh, but most importantly, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for giving us your ears. And uh, hopefully we enlightened you. Hopefully we entertained you. But most importantly, hopefully we got Star Wars more over with you. And we did not get ourselves over. More, more over. Because we're always over, baby. More over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been a very... News packed edition of the New Force Order for Life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the New Force Order. It's a trap!